Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, hello. Hello. How are you? Happy Friday the 13th. Hello. Happy Friday the 13th. Okay. It is Friday the 13th. (laughs) (laughs) And what a perfect week to end, especially with the Friday the 13th in it. Especially when you're talking about Sheila. Mm -hmm. That was something else. It was something else. I don't know. I made a separate video specifically talking about yesterday. So I don't know if you actually got to see it. I did post it in the um, the groups on Facebook yesterday. And it created a frenzy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I unfortunately have not had a moment to do anything extra just because I've been working so much. But I look forward to watching it. Okay, no, you know what? I'll send you the link to the video. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so you can check out what I had to say. Now, listen, we'll I'll talk more about it, you know, when we get into um the the bold and beautiful section of the podcast. But yeah, it created a definite stir to say mm-hmm. the least. <laughs> wow. Oh, how exciting. Okay. All right, so welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Trish and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, and this is for the week of May 9th through May 13th. And normally what we do, we do give our commentary, we give various different opinions, so it's not all one-sided, or because, you know, we know you guys hey, it's a lot of different thought processes out there. So we talk about as many angles as possible. So um, I want you guys to know that. But we start off with The Young and the Restless in the first half of the show. Second half of the show is Bold and the Beautiful. And then we have what is called a flip of the script segment at the end, where if there's a particular scene or a particular storyline that you guys wish we could change or we wish we could change that's where we flip the script so let's jump into this and unpack all of the drama this week i will say it was pretty interesting this week you know especially with what they're doing with victoria and i mean adam and sally we'll get into that because i didn't know how Adam was going to try to take over Newman. But you know what? I'm a little bit interested in seeing how this uh, option works. So we'll talk about that. And then, of course, this whole thing with Sheila Carter. And then we also got to still talk about uh, Quinn and Carter and also um, Eric and Donna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. I think Bold and the Beautiful was really, really, it really had a lot of moving parts this week. So It did. I was excited to see that because sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to get through stuff. Yeah, 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 it does. And one thing about Bold, they they usually move their storylines pretty quickly. So, Mm -hmm. yep. 
All right, so let's jump into The Young and the Restless without any further ado. So I'm going to give a general summary for the week, and then we'll break down the separate storylines. Okay, so for Young and the Restless this week, the Abbots demand answers from Diane. Jack introduces Allie to the Abbots. Then we have... Michael is happy to see that Diane is alive. And then Adam schemes to become CEO of Newman Enterprises. And then last but not least, um, Mariah and Tessa prepare for their wedding. And Tessa's sister is back. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So which storyline you want to unpack this week? Um, Well, which one you want to start with first, I should say. Well, let's start with the Abbots, since okay. it starts with A and it's the first letter of the alphabet. Okay, let's start with the with the uh, as they say in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did you think about the whole meeting at? Um, and I, I have a few crazy things to say about this, but what was your thoughts on um, this whole? meeting that the Abbots had with Diane that um, Kyle orchestrated? You know, there was a lot there. Um, okay. The, of course, um, just being flabbergasted that Diane's been alive the whole time and, and is only just now coming forward to her son. Mm-hmm. Um, with the heinousness of that, I still couldn't help but think about the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of Ashley and Abby mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see Billy be the one who was actually more toward the leaning toward forgiveness. But when Ashley started going off, um, all I could think of, and I love Ashley, but it was like, oh my gosh, um, some of the things you've done. I mean, Abby exists because you stole sperm. So that's what I said. And I said the exact same thing. I'm like, I know she's not going there. You stole this man's sperm to get a child with Victor Newman. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I did kind of have a dropped jaw on that. But, um, yeah, I I did want them actually to be a little harder on Diane than they were. Um, Because I just don't understand um, how you could leave your child. thinking that you're dead. Uh, I, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around that at all. And when they bring the characters back, it's, you know, it's great to see Diane again. She's an interesting, fun character to watch because of the mayhem she creates. But at the same time, it's like, God, poor, you know, the poor kid. Cause you know, Kyle inside that grown man's body, there's just that little 11 or 12 year old kid in there wondering what did he do so wrong that his mother would abandon him now that he knows that she was alive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, just to address that part of what you were just saying, I asked this question to another fan and I said, would you as a, as a, as a child and your parent came back and you thought she was dead, would you, understand where she was coming from or will you totally disagree with it and the answer and response that came from that person and they were a male you know because i know sometimes you know 
we women we can be really opinionated and we think from so many different angles Mm -hmm. but we're also talking about kyle so as a young man how would you think about that and the response was honestly i understand like you said the 11 year old child saying this because that part of you is you know you're you, you that part of him being that young child who remembers that moment is mm-hmm. still exists in him. Right. Uh the adult in him is looking like well was and this is how they answered it. The adult part of him is saying, you know what, it makes sense because of the fact that Diane would have been on the run. Kyle's life would have not turned out the way that it had. Right. He still had the support of the Abbots. He had definitely Jack in his life. He runs Jabot from an international level. He has his wife. He has a child. They're doing well. They're living in, in Paris. Is it Paris or Milan? They're living Milan. in Milan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the person I was talking to, they said you if, when you look at it like that, it, it was actually for the greater good because there is no way if Diane took that kid on the run that the Abbots would have stopped looking for him. They would have had the police. They would have got her for kidnapping. They would have did all types of things. Right. You know, so it would have been a nightmare to drag your kid down that rabbit hole that you're already headed in. Does that make sense? It absolutely does make sense. And, you know, I think it was what Diane did was both selfish and selfless. Yes. Because it's, it a, def- it's a double-edged sword. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. It served her purpose. Yep. Now, my response in regards to that whole meeting, I think it was an absolute waste of time. Yeah. And the reason that I think that it was is because nobody in that room is going to be objective. The only two people, like you said, Billy, the other person was almost Tracy. Because mm-hmm. she was mediating when Ashley and and um, Abby start running off at the mouth, or Jack said something out the side of his neck. Tracy <laughs> was the one. I'm serious. Tracy was the one that was like, "Well, wait a minute. Let's look at it this way, or let him talk, or let Diane talk." So she became the mediator, and you know, it, it just at the end of all of that, Kyle still was unsure. Right. You know, because again, as I said this to you before, and we've said this about Adam. If a person do not want to change how they feel about you, you could be an angel and they will still hate you. Right. So there is nothing right now, especially because he was like, you know what? I'm going to surprise her in real fashion. And we're going to give her the old fashioned Abbott treatment and put her on the spot. But what does that prove? Because the thing is, in your mind, you've already set in stone that you, you don't think she's changed. So what could she do in the 10 minutes uh, or 20 minutes of that conversation that was going to do anything to help Kyle in his decision? Yeah, you're right. Uh, nothing. The answer is nothing. nothing. <laughs> and and is nothing. go ahead. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Oh, I just was rambling. Just it just oh, okay. Yeah, the answer is just nothing. 
just nothing. And at the end of that, he realized that he was more confused as ever because Ashley was just not having it. She was calling her the B word, you know. Um, and like you said earlier, the hypocrisy of the both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, really? I mean, seriously, you mean to, t- excuse me, you mean to tell me you're going to hold her to the fire when you guys have done a ton of things to to people in your family, to mm-hmm. other people in General City? I mean, seriously. So well, I mean, look at what Abby did to Summer. I know, right? I mean, she had an affair with her our niece. Wait, yeah, her niece's husband. Exactly. And everybody just swept that under the rug. Like that literally got swept under the rug. Yep. And then everybody, then, then summer went away. And then when summer came back, everybody was just bashing summer snowflakes. Exactly. Snowflake, all that stuff. It was like, what did summer ever do to deserve any of that treatment from Abby? She was never nothing but nice to Abby before Abby cheated on her husband. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. so I'm cheating with her. Yeah. how she got that bad rap in the first place but but yeah abby it was i thought it was i actually chuckled out loud mm-hmm. when diane mentioned riding naked on the back of a horse yeah i you know I, and that's why i was so proud of billy now he doesn't give the same credence to adam but uh, he gives it to diane you know, when he right. was like, you know, I've done some bad things in my life, too. I really can't judge her and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same conversation that Deacon had with with um, with uh, his daughter and Brooke today. Yep. You know, and he was like, yeah, you know, people say the same thing about me. Yeah, but you're different. It's all. And see, that's why I'm saying how you choose to feel about somebody can change based on the person that you're around. Mm-hmm. I don't like you and I don't want to like you. That's how that whole thing would go. Now, I, me, myself, I don't roll like that unless you've done something. And then, you know, if you come back and you say, well, you know, I want to make it up to you. A man's, I'm going to give you the opportunity yeah. to show otherwise. Right. But in this scenario, you know, it's always, and it's the same thing with the Abbots. Well, some of them. The Newmans, definitely. And the Foresters, because they all, they're so hypocritical. Oh, well, yeah, I think it's the platinum spoon they all have in their mouths. Yeah, I mean, you might as well throw the Logans in there, too. They're not exempt from that either. No, no. Although I will say in their case, they didn't grow up with it. So when it comes down to the humbling of themselves, they, they really do that well. Okay, yeah. That's it. Yeah, so, yeah, I just think that was a waste of time. He did end up going to speak to his mom anyway. And I, there's a part of him that really wants to believe her, but mm-hmm. then there's the part where every, he's, I think he's, you remember how when Sharon wanted to back before Ray came on the scene and when Sharon really wanted to give Adam a chance and maybe even be his girlfriend, but because she was so afraid of what everybody else in general city thinks, yeah, it kept her from moving anything forward with Adam. And I think it's, this is what the issue is with Kyle. If people just take a step back mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I'm going to support whatever decision that you make. And, you know, I'll be here for you. You know what what has happened in the past. 
but it's your decision. I think that takes that pressure off of him. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. You know, I mean, because he probably wants to move forward, but he's so worried about what his dad is going to think and what Ashley's going to think and what Summer and the Newmans and, you know, everybody else, because all those people are intertwined with him because you got an Abbott marrying a Newman. So their decisions matter to the, to him. Yeah, definitely they do. And, and oh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be tough because Summer came through the door. <laughs> She's coming yeah. through the door. So, I, yeah, that'll bring the Newmans um, right back to the forefront of this story. I, I, and I, I think that's where, and, you know, I've talked about this yesterday quickly on that other thing I did for Sheila and Steffi. When it comes to relationships with kids and parents, you got to let them figure that out. People interfering with that is going to blow. It's going to blow up. It always does. It always does. When you have a situation, it's different if this is a child who's seven, eight years old, and there was something egregious that the mom did something horrible or the dad did something horrible, then by all means, you want to protect the child. And granted, some things did happen with the two people that we got to talk about today, which is Diane and Sheila. Right. However, as adults, when you have Kyle and even Finn at the time, you got to let them figure that out. Yeah. You got to take a step back and say, hey, you know what she did to us. You know this, that, and the third. But I'm going to allow you to be an adult and let you think and figure it out. You cannot control things that usually blow up in your face. So, anywho. Um, Kyle, you know, I'm, I, I, well, more than likely, of course, with Summer coming in, and Kyle looked like he's going to be around because they recasted you know, Summer Newman, because Hunter King is not coming back. Right. So that means that those two are going to be in town for a while, which means I would think Diane is going to be around for a while. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, he he let her give him a hug, and you could see some of the emotion turn from anger to relief of having a mom hug again. Right, right. Yeah, she. I, I felt. I actually shed a tear, and I guess this hits home for me because there's no way that my both my kids lost their dad in their early teens mm. in death, and so Sorry. by whatever divine intervention, just say he was to come back, there is no way I would stand in the way. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I agree. I mean, we're talking about death here, not just you know, running off. We're talking about gone, like gone. Gone, you know. I agree. I agree. But if he if he came back and was like, you know what, I had to get my life together, or just I'm I'm using Diane's story to add to this, you know, if I had to get my life together and I want to be the best person and get my head and therapy and whatever, like just say Diane. Not not saying that that was his situation, but I'm using Diane's speaking piece. Right. Um, there's no way I'd be like, you know what, kids, it's a, especially because they're adults. My my kids are now in their 20s. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah, yeah. definitely ahead, you to make your own decisions at that age. Exactly. They need to figure that out. Yeah. You know, and say, hey, let me see this person for who they are. If they show me that they're having change and they were the same person like in Sheila and Diane's case, 
back in the day, then you know what? I'm going to remove myself from the relationship. That's it. Right. But at least then you have, you're making an informed, educated decision. It's not being hidden from you. I think that's exactly. always the worst part of some of these storylines is the hiding of the information. It's like, just tell them already. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. Um, I'm glad I, I was, because remember, the only reason that Jack took a step back on this situation mm-hmm. is because of, um, Phyllis, because Phyllis was like, as much as I can't stand Diane, you know, Kyle need to figure that out. I was actually shocked with her doing that because, you know, nobody hates Diane more than Phyllis. Uh, right. Yeah. And when they did those flashbacks of the pool scene, I, so many things came you know, back to me. It was like, wow, I completely forgotten about that. I mm-hmm. completely forgotten about that. And I remember the scene where Phyllis came out and they had Diane go away and she hopped in the pool naked and they were skinny dipping. And I remember busting out laughing years and years and years and years ago at that very scene. It was so funny. Yeah. 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 I mean, so for, I I thought that was really big of her because you know, Phyllis can be real petty. Yes. And so it was big of her to tell Jack, you know what, as much as I can't stand, you know, Jack, I mean, I mean, I, wait as much as I can't stand Diane, Jack, you need to let Kyle figure this out between him and his mom. And she was absolutely correct. I had to give her kudos on that one. So, Definitely. um, but it made it worse. I, like I said, that whole conversation with Kyle and, um, you know, with Kyle, Diane, and, and the Abbots, it was a waste of time. It was. It was. But I loved, you know, okay, so that brings me to the whole, I was kind of a little miffed when he was so mono-focused about what was going on in his own life that he was going to go up and pack. And then I was so relieved when he showed up at Mariah's to tell her, I was packing and remembered I made a commitment to you. <laughs> and so I didn't leave. Okay, let you know what? I, I thought that was really cool. But I up until that moment, I was really not happy with Mariah. And I'll tell you why. So, it was one thing. She didn't even know that he was in town. Right. And then she dropped this in his lap. This man got a lot of stuff going on. His mom, who he thought was dead for the last 12, 10, 12 years, is back. When somebody says something, I'd be like, okay, you need to go figure that out. You got a lot on your plate. Right. But she made it about her in that moment. It's like, oh my God, you're in town. Officiate the wedding. Go online. Click this button. Do this. And then when she didn't hear from him, she was in this frenzy. Like, how can he do this to me? I can't believe he's doing it. And I'm like, Mariah, the, the man's mom, he thought was dead, is back. She's risen like a phoenix from the ashes. Exactly. You got to <laughs> give him a little bit of space from that. <laughs> and thank God, of course, he did show up. And I was relieved because I'm like, Mariah, come on. Because originally she was going to have Devon do it. Right, right. You know, so I'm, you know, I'm glad that Kyle was able to, you know, kind of figure it out and make it work. And Summer's coming to town so he can stay. 
I mean, he was kind of hesitant about doing it, but he mm-hmm. decided to do it anyway, you know. So, yeah. but you know, for the most part, other than his bickering with Billy, mm-hmm. Kyle has always been kind of the nice guy. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. I'm trying to think when he was the other Kyle, remember the tall guy before uh, Michael Mueller came on the long show? hair? Yeah. I didn't he play wasn't he trying to go up against his father or something? I'm trying to remember that because there was some issues at some point. You know, was he Kyle, going against Jack or was he going against Billy? I can't remember. Oh, that drives me crazy when I can't remember something like this. Right. I'm trying to remember. But anywho, but you're pretty much right. I mean, Kyle has really not had too many crazy issues, you know, on the show. He's been pretty much a good guy. I can't think of anything where he had a a storyline where, you know, he was out of pocket with something. Mm -mm. No. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. So, um, okay. Uh, let's let's just go ahead and, and talk about this wedding. So, Crystal is back. Thanks to Ray. Thanks to Ray, I know. They was- really threw a storyline together after they fired him. I mean, seriously, unceremoniously buried. I mean, yeah. and then Sharon leaves for the trip, and then Sharon's back from the trip. Exactly. And, I thought that was crazy. It, I was like, really? Uh, I mean, really? It was after a commercial, wasn't it? Or was yeah. It or was it the next day? Girl, I I don't, I'm all run together this week. I got to tell you, I'm, I, I've been way too busy to keep things straight. But it was, it was, um, it annoyed me a little bit because, you know, everybody liked Ray. Ray mm-hmm. never did anybody wrong. And they were having this last minute thrown together service and they mm-hmm. go to the service and then they're back from the service. But you don't see the service. You don't hear anybody talk nice about Ray. And then she goes to Miami with his ashes alone and she comes back from Miami without his ashes. And, oh, it was a great service. But of course, obviously, you know, didn't see the service. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought the character got basically just shoved under the rug in a corner. Yeah, I mean, it was, they're really trying to hurry up and end that storyline. That's what they're doing. Because like you said, there was, first of all, they're having the service in Miami. So that took that whole thing away. Then the little service that they had in GC, it was, like you say, we're headed, we're back. And then she was like, okay, I got to go to Miami. She's gone. She's back. And mm-hmm. yeah, they, they want this storyline to be over quick, fast, in a hurry. Yep. Yeah, they definitely did. Disappointed. So, yeah, very. I actually thought that the wedding was supposed to be today, but I, I'm assuming that because they kept talking about March 13th. Now, I do know in so far for time, uh, a day can be three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> or so sometimes, the, sometimes the character wears the same outfit for like two and a half weeks. It's like, when are they going to let the character change clothes? <laughs> exactly. So um, I didn't know what to expect with today because when I was like, oh yeah, today is May 13th. So they're going to do the wedding episode. And when I saw pretty much them just still planning, I'm like, yeah, May 13th is going to drag into probably May 20th. 
So, right. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, I did see Young and the Restless post a clip on Instagram where they actually showed the set of where the wedding is going to be. They did an excellent job. That place is amazing. Did you see it? Yes. I watched the video before because I was, I had sent you that text and I was sitting here and I did a little bit of recruiting and then I looked over and I saw there was a new video posted and I watched it and it was the whole walkthrough of the room. It was like, wow, man, I'd have a party there. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dang, that would be the perfect spot for somebody to have a, a social gathering. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I'm, that was the top of the towers, right? Oh, I think so. So it's not at Phyllis's hotel. No. So it's at the top of the tower. So I wonder, are we ever going to get GC athletic club back or if that set is, I don't think so. I think they've made the focal point Phyllis's hotel as being the go-to spot now. Yeah. They probably got rid of that old I love the hotel that she has, but the Grand Phoenix, but I kind of miss GCAC. Yeah, that was, I remember that from back in the day. And it actually, it looked like this uh, restaurant, low-lit vibe, you know, and then you mm-hmm. go up the stairs to your mm-hmm. rooms and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was. It was warm and cozy feeling, but still lush. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Okay, so we talked about that. We talked about Sharon. Let's move on to... The whole thing about the plan to get Victoria and Ashlyn back together. That's a little diabolical, but I'm here for it. I know. Because because Ellie and Adam, oh, I love them together. Well, here's the thing, though. Because remember when we had our podcast last week? Mm -hmm. Last week, when we were talking about how Adam is going to take over Newman, I want all of it. I'm like, oh, this is going to blow up in his face. Mm-hmm. Remember we said yes, that? We did. And so when I saw the episode this week between him and Sally, where they were like, you know what? We need to get those two back together. And if we do, Victor is going to be pissed. She's going to be out and we're going to be in. And it's such a, um, such an unassuming plan. I know. I actually like it. I Just for the soap opera drama. Absolutely. That's what we're here for, right? Oh my God. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to it because we saw, uh, well, they talked about it yesterday. So in, um, episode for May 12th. So mm-hmm. for today, we saw Sally kind of work the magic a little bit. She did work the magic. And I got to say, uh, you know, Adam didn't, um, you know, pony up to her and tell her how to do anything or what to say or anything. And she kind of went a little rogue on her own and has her own little diabolical spiel going on. And that was just really fun to watch. It was. It really, really was. And... um you know, it's just interesting that the conversation between, because Victoria loves to try to throw darts at you to get you to react. Yeah. She does that with everybody. She finds she something that she can get up under your skin with. She hurls out those little insults mm-hmm. or she's passive aggressive with it just to get you 
unsettled, get you pissed off, get you mad, whatever. Sally handled it like a champ. She absolutely did. She knows how to work a room. And I love the fact that she, that, that she doesn't let Victoria get to her because that gets to Victoria. Exactly. Exactly. And I was kind of nervous about the fact that Sally told her about everything in LA with Wyatt, but mm -hmm. I forgot Victor already knows about it. Cause I didn't yeah. know if Victoria was going to use that against her or whatever. She faked the blah, 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 blah. But Victor already knows about that. So it's not like she can just use that against her. Um, you know, but anywho, um, yeah, she was like, listen, I people do crazy stuff for love. I did this and I played sick and, you know, and it didn't work out. He didn't end up being with me, you know, and she played that very well. And then what did you think about her conversation with Ashlyn? It was every bit as enjoyable to watch because it was short. Mm -hmm. She didn't try to befriend him. Nope. She didn't insult him. She didn't compliment him. There was no ulterior motive. And it's believable because she's the one who flew over there to get the wedding dress worn. So, of course, she loves Rome. She's a hopeless romantic. Exactly. Exactly. He was like, well, what business is this of yours? Why do you even care? And she's like, you know what? It's not my business. I'm just a hopeless romantic. Mm -hmm. And she walked off. Right. I'm clapping like this. Me too. Girl. Yes. And she did not look back. She just, she had, Adam knows who he's working with. Because here's the other thing. Let's go back to Victoria. Victoria tried to use her behavior as an insult. No wonder you're with Adam. Because you both do nefarious things. And I'm like, girl, please, your own daddy do nefarious Thank things. Thank you. You do nefarious things. Mm -hmm. Come on. That's how all this thing started. And I don't want to keep rehashing that from last year, but you were part of the problem of how this man got into your life in the first place. Cause you wanted his company thinking he was going to die in the next mm -hmm. four months. That's the truth. So cut it out. So when she's sitting back trying to point the finger at Sally about, Oh my God, no wonder you, you're both together because you both are in the same. Stop. Exactly. It runs in the family. <laughs> it's, it comes from the DNA. It runs in the DNA. Exactly. So you need to cut it out. Right. But yeah, I got to give it to my girl, Sally. She knows what she's doing. I honestly think not only does they make the good power couple in business, meaning Sally and Adam, uh -huh. if they want to put a plan together, they are awesome at it. I agree. I agree because they're both so good at reading people and together. Yep. I hope Y&R makes them the unstoppable duo. It would be nice. That's why I was hoping. And I've said this before that they made them a power couple with their mm -hmm. own company. Yes. I honestly want him to just let go of Newman, do your own thing. You know, there's a part of me that wants him to do that, but there's the other part of me that's like, just take it. Yeah, but the problem is he got to still deal with Nikki. Yeah. And then, you know, Victor, is, he's going to always be under Victor's thumb. I mean, he's never going to be able to run that company the way he wants to because Victor's always going to be in his ear. That's true. I mean, it is his, well, I mean, it this is his, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, dude, get your own company. You call the shots and you take this thing to the, to the atmosphere 
with how big it can grow and let them cry in their beer. <laughs> no joke. Or their expensive scotch. <laughs> exactly. $150. Because here's the thing. You want to be, you, if, if um, you know, Victoria want competition, okay, cool. Let her stay right where she is. Mm-hmm. Give her a run for her money. Yep. And let the best person win. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just my thought. So, anywho. All right. So, what do you think about this? Look like Diane has a new ally. And that's Michael. So, I was trying to remember what was their relationship before. Uh, That's what I I was thinking, too. I'm like, what is... Because he was like, I'm glad to see you're alive and you're back. And she was even shocked. She was like, wait a minute. Am I being punked? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't have time to go back and look anything up. So I don't remember what their relationship yeah, was back I, all those years ago. But I know they had they had a lot of scenes together. They had a lot of crossover storylines together with the different families and everything. But I just... Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, I know I there. I remember Mara West when she played Diane mm-hmm. um, with her bob haircut, the mm-hmm. bob haircut, and she would she was upset with Michael, and she would go, Michael, with that voice. <laughs> uh, but that's all I can remember. I can't remember what was their relationship like. But I remember her, her scolding the way she spoke his name out. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That's all I've got. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know why. There's a part of Michael that is, well, I don't want, first of all, are we, because before I move on to Michael, Lauren, and Victor, was there anything else that we need to say about her and, and, and Mike, uh, Diane and Michael? No, no, because it was just a real short scene, and then it okay. was Michael talking to Victor about it. Now Victor's got some new plan for Ashland going, so I guess we'll see next week what that's all about. Look like everybody has some plans for Ashlyn. Right. Um, I wonder if that yeah, because they end up dead and then they're all going to be suspects. Like, yeah, did Diane. you see Nikki kind of threaten mm-hmm. him at the coffee house? I did, I did. So, uh, yeah, and then you got you got the plan that Ashlyn, I mean, that um, Sally and Adam has. Uh-huh. You got the plan that Nikki is like, we're going to do whatever it takes to get you out of here, right? Whatever that means permanently. And then this whole plan with Victor and um, Michael. Now, right. before there, uh, I get, well, no, because he had a conversation with his wife after talking to to uh, Victor, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. I don't understand. Are you his lawyer or are you a henchman? I don't get it. <laughs> exactly, because, I mean, you know, legally the two can't be the same thing. No. I mean, he's playing in these dark waters with Victor and Victor's just using him to do dirty work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look at it, there's nothing that Michael is doing regarding the court system or lawsuits for, for Victor or anything. It's him running, being an errand boy to figure out what's going on with Ashley. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe he's getting paid the big bucks to do it. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand it. Um, I don't get it. You go from lawyer to DA to lawyer to DA to retired to lawyer. Exactly. 
exactly. Now, let me ask you this. So let's move to the conversation that he had with his wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, Lauren is not happy about the project mm-hmm. that Victor. Michael is like, if you want me to retire, you need to retire too. <laughs> right. And you know, Lauren's not going to retire. She was like, uh, he was like, how are you going to have me retire and sit at home, but you're not going to retire and leave your job? Mm-hmm. So if you want me to retire, you got to retire too. What do you think about that? You know, I don't blame him. I'd be bored stiff. Yeah, I mean. Sitting home by myself. I mean, I guess. Yeah, but there's only so many day spas you can go to. There's only so many tennis matches you could have in retirement or playing golf or whatever it is that you would choose to do in retirement, go fishing or what. I mean, how much of that can you do? And then all of your mental energy is just spinning around in there. What are you supposed to do with that? Exactly. You know, and she's like, okay, well, because she's not quitting. She was uh-uh. like, mm, no, I got to run my company, my dad's company, this, that, and the third. And he's like, okay. Well, if you're going to continue to do what you do, I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, I mean, she couldn't say anything to that. She couldn't say anything because technically, if he does go in retirement, which means at this point in his life, you know, he wants to go and travel and see the world. He's going to want to do that with her. Right. You don't want to do that by yourself. Right. I mean, especially at that age. Mm-mm. So you have a perfectly good partner to go with you. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's not going to be able to do that with Lauren being in the office. So that's another reason why he was like, hey, you want me to retire? We can spend travel the world together and do all these different things. But you're going to have to retire, too, for us to do all that. So Right. So, you know, of course, she, she let it go because... She's not going to stop working at her company. And so Michael is like, well, I'm still going to work for Victor. Yeah, just don't take any assignments going to a foreign country where you might get arrested and thrown in a jail for something you didn't do. (laughs) Well, listen, this is how he, because remember, um, Lauren blamed Victor for that. Uh And his response was no that's not victor's fault that was ashlyn's fault yeah he he had a point it's true (laughs) it was true she couldn't say anything to that Mm because victor told him just go down there get some information and come back home ashlyn found out about it and threw him in 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 the jail so i mean honestly he was kind of telling the truth right there he was there was no lie nope no lies no lies so Okay. Um, let's see. Did we miss? What else do we have for the Young and the Restless this week? If you can remember anything. Uh, oh, one other small thing. This whole thing with the $250 million. And Nick is just, he is just, not, and I'm looking at him like, dude, it doesn't matter what Ashlyn does or your sister do, uh, do with this. You got a quarter of a billion dollars to do great things with. Exactly. I mean, can you, like, I try so hard. I know this is pretend, but this kind of stuff does happen in real life too. And you just, you you try to even fathom that much money. 
That's a lot of money. That's a lot of lives changed. You would have exactly. to take that money. You couldn't even, I mean, as long as it stays anonymous, you have to take that money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if, that's, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, if it slips out later, well, then, you know, you've got everything down that said, hey, listen, I gave my word not to say who it was. They wanted to say anonymous, stay anonymous. If someone else leaked it out, I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Exactly. And the thing is, is that what more do you want from the man? He put Ray Rosales's, put it in his name. Mm -hmm. He wants to stay anonymous. Mm -hmm. What do you care about that? Exactly. You're done. Take the money. You're done. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, Victoria had already told him to do it. Yep. Already told him to do it. And then he still feels like, well, maybe Sharon can talk me out of it. Right. Sharon was like, uh, Take no, it help a lot of lives. Right. Yeah, well, and Sharon he, knows what it's like to be poor. Well, and the other thing is that Nick is looking at her like he was a deer in headlights. And I'm like, dude, why are you shocked by that? Mm-hmm. Take the money, put it in whatever fund that you have, start getting the blueprints together to build housing and whatever, apartments, homes, condos, whatever you got, and move on. Mm -hmm. The issue that Nikki and him have is, well, he's just doing this to get back in good graces with Victoria. If if Victoria doesn't get back with him, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's a non-issue. Yeah. It's a non-issue. Yeah. You know? So I, I, that whole thing was just crazy to me. I'm like, dude, take the money and run and shut up about I it. I would have taken it the first time he mentioned Okay, yeah, okay, we're good. <laughs> you, you my sister back? I'll put in a good word for you, buddy. <laughs> and here's the other thing. It's Newman money. All it did was it's still That's your daddy's money. Exactly. You're just getting it back. You're just getting it. It's just moving. That that That's all it's doing. It's not like Ashlyn went and did, ran a scam in another country or something and then say here's some money this is newman money right right all it did was transfer from one account to the other and then back to another newman's account that's exactly. it that's all it did yeah that whole thing was crazy okay i think we covered everything right i think so Allie met the family Okay, yes, Allie met the family. That was brief. And then she broke down in tears. So, yeah, I mean, I get it about, you know, her that relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I mean, uh, I kind of felt like it was a really forced scene. I, okay. I, I, well, I'm glad she's leaning on Jack. I'm mm -hmm. grateful she came where she has family. Mm -hmm. I'm very hopeful that they don't turn her character into somebody that's trying to take advantage of the Abbots. I want, I really want this to be a good thing and peaceful. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm wondering if they're going to bring the mom onto the show. See, that's what I was thinking too. Now that, you know, if she knows that her daughter's in touch with the Abbots, the Abbots have money. Why does she not have a relationship with her mom? Why did her mom leave chemo? What's the scoop? Yeah, there's some unanswered questions mm -hmm. there. Yeah, so definitely. that's probably coming down the line. But we only got very little from that whole interaction. So. Yeah, it was just a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, I think that was 
it. I don't remember. I can't think of anything else. I'm trying. I'm trying to think to see. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let me make sure. I'm trying to go through all the characters to see if I'm missing anything. I don't think so. I think we covered everything for this week. Um. With this. With the soap. So. Okay. I mean, with uh, Young and the Restless. So. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the bold and the beautiful. And I'm going to give the summary for this week. So for the week of the ninth, Steffi remembers every detail about her shooting. Steffi asks, asks for a chance to confront Sheila. Steffi blasts Sheila as a cold-blooded murderer. Sheila blames Steffi for Finn's death. And then in today's episode, um, you know, that whole saga at um, Steffi House continues. And the truth comes out about what she did to Brooke. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so before we jump into the whole, because that's going to be one big chunk. Um, let's kind of talk about this whole thing with Quinn and Carter and Donna and Eric. So it seems that Quinn is trying to stay clean with this whole thing with Carter. They're, you know, they, they admit they had feelings and they still think about each other, but I think they're still putting a boundary there. What do you think? I agree. And I think, um, you know, there, there's the undertones are there, but definitely Mm -hmm. not crossing any lines. And um, I really do think that she just absolutely loves Eric. And I'm going to be so upset when this all comes up and blows up because I, I love Eric and Quinn together. Um, They make a fantastic couple. They're a beautiful couple. I love whenever they have, you know, the parties at the house. And I just think Rena Sofer is so beautiful. And I just, I love her as the matriarch because it causes so much grief for other people on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And Donna and the honey bear, we've done that. Eric is using her. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't like that because I don't remember Donna ever doing anything untoward like this. Did she cheat with Eric when Eric was married to Stephanie? Uh, I'm not, I don't remember. That's I don't remember. I'm sure you're, I'm sure your listeners will tell us, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. Exactly. I don't, I don't remember how they wound up getting together in the first place, but I thought that Eric was separated or definitely going to be leaving whomever he was with at the time. Um, but I really didn't, I, I, Donna to me is the sweet Logan. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I kind of want to circle back to what you were saying about using. She knows the position that she's in. She absolutely knows, and she's allowing herself to be in it. And I just, yeah. mm. you know, I mean, this man is clearly married. Mm-hmm. He's clear. She knows the wife. She knows the situation. Whatever that is, if Eric is not fulfilling getting fulfilled or getting a, a rise right from wife. <laughs> and eric is now coming back circling back to donna but donna's allowing it she's giving them the access 
Yes, she is. She you is. You know, so it's not like it's, it would be different if he was like trying to manipulate the situation and, yeah. you know, saying, hey, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just come over. And then all of a sudden he uh, yeah. seduces her. She knows exactly what she's doing. But, you know, I, I just. They're they're joking around and they're mm-hmm. laughing and then Quinn calls and they know the reality and the severity of the situation, regardless of what happened with Quinn and Carter. Eric made a deal, made an issue of it, and then he created a scenario with it. And mm-hmm. then that scenario ended and he was mm-hmm. then saying he was committed. And Correct. to now do this is really demeaning to them supposedly getting, you know, moving past that. And I don't know. I just don't. And I know he's not doing it because of that. He's doing it Mm -hmm. because he's very selfish and he's getting his Mm -hmm. swing on. So, Mm -hmm. um, So, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you because uh, as much as, as much as I, as much as Donna is knowing the position that she, she's in, uh, Eric, is being disrespectful to his wife now. Now, there's a ton of people on Facebook who probably won't agree with me and say, oh, this is karma. But we have to remember the timeline and the progression of things to this point. Yes. Yes, She cheated before, but then he circled back and decided to come up with this whole entanglement Mm -hmm. where he created the, you go take care of my wife because I can't do it. So I'm giving you permission to do this, Mm -hmm. that, and the third and blah, 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 that his own family didn't like it. So Mm -hmm. once he turned around and gave her the go ahead to say, yeah, go do you sweetie. That's not karma now. No, it's not. You know, it'll be different if she cheated, cheated over and over again, and he still didn't know anything about it. She lied to him and said, I won't do it again, and she went back over to Carter's. And now he's doing it. And again, two wrongs don't make a right either. Mm-hmm. No. But, but the thing is, this is technically not karma because they had came back to a mutual agreement. She broke up with Carter to get back right with you. Right. And you accepted it. And y'all was supposed to be a couple. Y'all was supposed to be running the company together and doing your thing. And then you decided on your own to bring Donna in this equation. Exactly. And you know, all the stuff that happened at the office and whenever he told Donna that she couldn't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to see Donna. And he's lying. About and he's lying. About, that is all calculated, purposeful decision making. Yeah, that's disrespectful to mm-hmm. Quinn now. And to Donna, too, I think. And you know Donna's saying, this is our scenario is working. We're fine. It's good. Everything's good. It is not good. It's not going to be good for her. She doesn't want that. She wants him. Yeah, all she of was, him. But but see, here's the thing. When it all blow up, she's going to have to take accountability. She Absolutely. has a choice in this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, as much as it looks disrespectful on its face. She's choosing to be a part of it. She is. You know? And the thing is, is that when, if Quinn was to act out of pocket, which again is her responsibility, because you don't have to choose to react. Yes. But the thing is, is that if this blows up and she's caught in the crossfire, she has to take accountability and blame herself because you chose to put yourself in that situation with a married man like him. That's exactly right. 
Now, it'd be different if uh, Eric had a sit-down conversation with Quinn and say, look, I'm not physically stimulated mm-hmm. in our relationship with what we do. We've tried everything. It's not working. We have bought toys. We have tried books. We have tried lotions and potions and all this stuff. And it's exactly. just not working. However, Donna does this for me. Either you let me go and I move forward or you give me, let me do me and do this. Just like he did for her. Exactly. Because if you already talked about it openly on one side, the only reason you wouldn't talk about it openly on the other side is because you're already feeling bad because you know that Quinn is trying to make it work. She's trying to, you know, right. either be responsible. So you know that that is done. Like that chapter when she ended it, unless you spoke openly about what's happening, it should have been done. All it of should- that nonsense. Yeah. I mean, if you can make up an arrangement where your wife goes sleep with another man, you should also be able to have that open conversation, mm-hmm. just like you said, Trish, with him saying, look, I need to do this on my side now. And it could work out in both people's favors. Now, again, guys, I'm not about, listen, there are different dynamics of relationships in this world. We all know that. So before you want to go in about how dare you tell them to cheat on each other, they should not be married. Listen, the Bold and the Beautiful and the writers came up with the original entanglement storyline. So what would it not be if they decided to say, you know what, we can still keep this family together. I go over there. You go with Carter. I see you when you get home. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's something that I would do. Exactly. But it's not far-fetched from the soaps. Exactly. Hey. But the way he's doing it is going to blow up in his face. It yeah. is what it is. It, yeah. And Don, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just agree. I'm. I'm. I babbled over you again, agreeing with you. Oh, yes. no, 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 absolute truth. Absolute truth. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and so when it come out, if Donna get caught up in it, you you signed up for this, sweetie. I'm sorry. <laughs> what you so? Yep. 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 Okay. Um, now I will say with Carter and Quinn, they need to lay out. It looks like they have a boundary, but they really need to take a step back and kind of give each other space because this could turn into something. And Paris Mm. already assumes that there's interest there. Who's to say she won't go and try to tell Eric just to blow up the spot. That's so true. And, you know, I mean, leave the door open. Like leave the leave the office door open when you're talking to God. Like don't shut the door. Don't go in there and shut the door. You don't need to shut the door. Exactly. You're working. You're not doing anything, right? Exactly. Keep the door open. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just I, I'm like writers. Really, why couldn't you just keep Quinn and Eric together? I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point Eric is gonna have to settle down. Really. I mean, at least with Victor. They've, they've kept him and Nikki a while together for a while now. Mm-hmm. We don't see Nikki sneaking off like when she was with Deacon or mm-hmm. some of the mother folks or, you know, when Victor had his eyes on somebody else. They kind of moved away from that when it comes to Nikki and, and Victor. So at some point, you need to do that for Eric. I agree. And I want it to be with Quinn. Yeah. 
Leave her with, leave, yeah, leave him with Quinn. So that's just my thoughts, writers. If you're listening, pay attention to us. We love Eric <laughs> and Quinn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and oh find God. somebody good for Donna because she does deserve somebody good too. Just not Eric. I mean, who would be uh, the? There's only one single guy right now, and that's yes. And yeah, I mean, Thomas is too young. And oh. We shouldn't go there. But um, only one single man that's available, and that's Carter. Yep. You know, I mean, Zenday is a single guy, but who would he end up with? There's no except for pairs. Right, because the opposite where the woman is, the older woman with the younger man is not done as much as the older man with the younger woman. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know that viewers would want to see donna and zenday together it would kind of be the no i mean factor. yeah i don't think that they would want to see that i just i don't know maybe as much as they rotate new characters through the young and the wrestlers they need to bring some more folks on on the bold and beautiful i agree even if it's just donna having some scenes where she goes on some fun dates show us some escapades of donna <laughs> She's, it's like she's they've got been, a great sense of humor and her timing is really good. I want to see her have like some comic relief part in all of this. If they're not going to get a frontline story. I honestly, back in the day, really enjoyed when she was with Justin. Yeah. I was sad they made his character so diabolical. And what happened with that? That just fell off. He's left. He just went and did something for Ridge and then he's never been back. Nope, he was supposed to spy on Quinn and Carter, and that was mm-hmm. that was it. That was it. So another chance blown. Because honestly, him and Donna have a kid. They got that. Uh, what is his son? What is Marcus. His son? Marcus. You know. So when they were actually trying to do that whole thing, it actually worked. It put did. Donna with 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 Justin. It did. You know. And then where's Bill? Bill I, heard, is, I saw isn't he supposed to be coming back next week sometime on the air well i hope so but the thing is katie has been mia too well you know th- so evidently heather tom is real big into directing or producing now she's working on i think dynasty oh really doing behind the scenes work on dynasty yes okay. i think she i mean who knows she may wind up becoming a tv mogul or something well i mean then what are you going to do with Bill? I mean, if you're going to put Deacons, because you got, okay, we forgot about Deacon. He's a single dude. Yeah, um, right. You know, so, I mean, you got Bill, who's technically single because Katie and him is divorced. Yep. And you got Deacon. Figure out some, some you know, figure out something for these guys to do. Put them into some relationships, some situations, storylines, something. I mean, figure out what tonic Brooke is drinking and drink that because <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> Every man is so hung up on her. Find that tonic. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You are so right. <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, you know, I, I'm just, they got to figure instead of, Carter, because they've been chem testing. That's what they're doing. Yes. They've been chem testing pairs. Then they tried to chem test Carter, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working because they tried them with Quinn. Then they tried them with Katie. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, now, you know, Paris situation. 
And then with Paris, they tried to have her go after Finn. And then you had Thomas. They tried to Kim test those two, Zenday. And it's like, you just, you guys don't know where to put these people? Mm-mm. So, I don't know. It's crazy to me. But, yeah. So, what else? That's it we had outside of the Steffi thing. That mm-hmm. was pretty much it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right. So, Steffi remembers she started to have flashbacks. She realized that Sheila was the one. They decide to bring Sheila in by telling Taylor to make her feel as if she's being welcome in the family to see Hayes. <clears throat> Sheila gets over there and realizes she's been punked. And um, then she gaslights the hell out of her. I? I think, yeah, that's first part. Uh... Before she even started blaming this on her because that's a whole separate piece which is what I talked about yesterday Uh huh. but what do you mean you don't know what you're remembering right questioning her reality that's the true definition of a gaslight yes it is and for a while you know Stephanie was like well wait a minute did I didn't I you know until she realized oh no this girl is trying to mess with my head and question you know, what actually happened that, that night. Because for a minute, her parents thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? You know, things could be still foggy. It couldn't be Sheila. She wouldn't kill their own son. But Sheila was like, you even thought that Liam was your husband. So how could you think that I was there? I'm like, oh my God, that's one hell of a gaslight. That was diabolical. Yes, it was. And so... um they, she stood her ground, and Taylor, because she was not only trying to gaslight Taylor, she was also trying to get Ridge and Taylor to second-guess themselves, too. Mm-hmm. And then the blame game. Yeah, right? That was some sick right there. Well, I, and see, I've been in, this, in, the, in the groups for the last 24 hours, going back and forth over this issue. There's accountability on both sides. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because most people are like, she shot him, she's the gun, here's the this, here's the that. What the writers, are, and the writers are good at doing this, they know that there's a very amount, a varying amount of people that watch the show. They also know that sometimes storylines can be very polarizing, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll have some folks that be like, yeah, I agree with what she, Steffi shouldn't have did what she did. Then you have a, another subset of folks that's like, oh yeah, she, she was the monster, she's horrible. So what they're doing by creating that variance, it keeps, and that's why everybody's going back and forth with each other in the, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the group yes. because of that. So the writers knew what they were doing by having that lead up to that point of what happened in the alley, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I can see both sides. Sheila was horrible in what she did. But a lot of this is predicated on the fact of the stonewalling. Kind of like how we said with Kyle, because Diane is Diane too. Mm-hmm. And kind of how we said with Kyle is that you need to let him have the room to figure that out and may, let him make a decision. 
before you know you came onto the show, that was one of the things Keisha and I always talked about is that Steffi had to let Finn, who's a physician, figure out this relationship between his biological mom and whether or not he wanted to do that. She always stonewalled the way. And when you're dealing with a psychopath, which is what they call her, you got to know how to move. And I think Taylor, Taylor was moving the right way in the beginning by saying, keep your enemy close. Mm-hmm. Because therefore she can see, I mean, she she's a professional at this, right? Mm-hmm. So for her to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to keep my eye on her. I want to see what she do. I want to see how she moves. Anything out of pocket will correct the issue. Steffi was like, no way, no ham, no burger, get out. And she also forbid her own husband for having that relationship with him, too. Mm-hmm. So she did. go ahead. Oh, I just she did do she all all those things are true. And I just I go back to the the origination of the absolute selfishness and narcissism of the psychopathic character of Sheila mm-hmm. showing up at their wedding uninvited. Yeah unwanted Mm -hmm. they think you know she they don't know that she's the mom the birth Mm -hmm. mom um -hmm. she she started all of it she Mm -hmm. caused all of this she knew what the reaction was going to be before she did what she did from the foresters and she did it anyway because she didn't give a damn about her son or the foresters or anybody else but herself because she wanted her relationship with her son and her grandson it has never, ever been about Finn or anybody else but Sheila for Sheila. I understand. So would you say the same thing about Diane? Because they didn't expect her to come to L.A. either. I mean, come to G.C. Um, until she was only supposed to show up when um, Jack instructed her on whether or not Kyle wanted to see her. But she came anyway. Yeah, that's very narcissistic. And yet at the same time, I don't think Diane ever shot multiple people. So I kind of put her in a different category than Sheila. Because mm-hmm. Sheila's literally po- pointed a gun and shot multiple people purposefully. Yeah, well, there's quite a few narcissists on both shows. Aren't Victor there? Truman is one of them. Aren't there? Yeah, there's several. And, uh-huh. you know, it's just. Some it's, are just more dangerous. Some are more dangerous. You're mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. And um, in regards to Sheila, you when you're dealing with somebody who is that volatile, jumping in their face, yelling at them, saying that I'm in control, mm-hmm. you don't push the buttons. It's we a said, quarter raccoon. I mean, seriously, it's just like if you're in you know, somebody, you see somebody with a gun, you don't go toward them and accost them and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know. Not from the front anyway. (laughs) You you know, you go and call the police. You go call somebody. You run away from the situation, which now what I'm referring to is what happened in that alley. There were multiple occasions where Steffi could have left. She was hiding when she heard the whole Thomas thing. That's true. It would have been in your best interest to take that information back to right. your husband, 
take that information back to your family, pull Thomas's coattail. Listen, I saw you with Sheila Carter in the alley. I heard what you were talking about. What the French toast is wrong with you and what's going on? That's how you do that. You don't jump in a monster's face. And even when that did happen, because there was the scene where Sheila pushed her up on that garbage. Right. And she said, you know what? I don't want anybody to get hurt. She took her hands off her and said, no, I don't want to do this. Steffi, leave. And there was space between them because in that video I did yesterday, and if you guys haven't seen it, it's for the YouTubers. It's on my on the CBS Recap channel. So go check that out. And I'll send you a copy of it as well. Thank you. Trish. But in that clip, there's a ton of space between them, even at some point where Steffi was actually closer to the door out to the street and Sheila was standing by the wall by the garbage can. Why are you still hurling insults and things in this situation when you got the information that you needed? You should have left. She didn't. Ego. And that's Say it again. Ego and pride. And that's exactly what I said in the groups. And people thought I was nuts. And Oh, she shot her. I said, yeah, but to every ending, there's a path on how you got there. Mm-hmm. You know. All of that is true. You don't argue with a crazy person. We said that several times with Ashlyn Locke. Yes. You don't po- And he's mild. I mean, I don't know about bodies or anything. Well, yeah, he does. He, has he pays other friend. people to shoot his, he pays other right. people to do his dirty work. You know, he, he did leave his it. best friend in the car and he stole inheritance, right? Right. But even still, you don't poke the bear. <laughs> no, you do not. You, you, and, and like the, um, I was talking to another fan. They said one of the things that Sheila should have did I mean, not Sheila, that Steffi should have did and said, you know what, fine, I'll keep the secret. She could have easily got out of that situation and then told the world. Told the world. Well, she did go tell Finn. She told Finn about that situation, but the the whole conversation in that alley, it shouldn't have went the way that it did. She shouldn't have gone to the alley, I agree. Yeah, I mean... You saw your brother, you got the information, your brother left. That was your cue to leave, not to assert your ego in that moment. Right. So there was a back and forth. It's all in, it's in the several groups because I post a video in some of the groups and people was like, how could you justify her? I'm not justifying her behavior. I'm just saying there's a little bit of accountability to go around. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's no way Sheila should have shot Steffi either. Because even after she shot her 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 son, she still made a conscious decision to shoot Steffi, mm-hmm. leave them for dead, take yep. their wallets, yep. take their jewelry, and then tried to lie about it. She tried to end her life. It didn't work. And she thought she was going to go through life and nobody know the wiser and that Steffi was never going to remember you know, so that's what I'm saying. There's accountability to go to. I'm not absolving Sheila at all. You killed your son. Mistake right. or not. 
Right. And, the and you know, even taking into consideration, you know, I saved Taylor's life. Well, yeah, but she would never been on the roof in the first place if it weren't for you. Exactly. So you don't get credit for that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you don't. She tried. She definitely tried. So, yeah, I'm going to go in on Sheila, too. But I, I've seen this pattern over the past several months. And I'm like, Steffi, this is not going to end well. You got to let your husband try to figure out what he's going to do with this woman before it gets too bad. And then, again, like we was talking about in the alley, you know. So, oh, my God. Um, I'm curious on what happens to Kimberlyn Brown now. Is she leaving? Is she? Because I think she's going to be arrested next week. Uh-huh. That's what it looks like from what I saw on the previews is that, um, you know, the cops, but they said that there's supposed to be some big thing that's going to happen then though. So it's not just going to be a simple arrest. What is she going to do? Is she going, I saw, I don't know where I saw that article, but something huge is about to happen in all of this. So we got to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, um, bone, the beautiful, um, the staff put out because they usually put out previews uh, over the weekend uh -huh. for the new week. You know what I mean? Yep. And I usually post them to the YouTube channel. They're usually creatively done. So, you know, I usually keep you guys updated with the fun stuff. But, um, yeah, they said that it's going to be a very, I don't know, did they use the word explosive or controversial? It was one of those two. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be next week. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens next. Because the only thing that can happen, because as they ended the episode today, Ridge was like, I'm, I'm going to see you right in prison. As long okay. as I live, you ain't never getting out. Well, and where, there's nowhere to go. Like, she's yeah. guilty. She's a criminal. She's a psychopath. There's no redemption at this point. Nope. You know, she, the reason she even gets to take credit for saving Taylor is because she's the one who caused it. Um, there's, you know, she, she can't donate an organ and make anybody feel better. You know, there's not, there's nowhere to go. So. Yeah. She's I mean, written into a corner. To me, she, to me, and I know a lot of people love the character because it's fun to watch her and I get all that and everything, but I was annoyed whenever they brought her back from the dead the first time. They kept bringing her back. So I mean, why are you bringing Sheila Carter back? We are. She's already like been, you know, this Sheila. Then she had a different face. Then mm -hmm. she was dead. And then she came back with her old face. And now mm -hmm. she's Finn's mom and infiltrating the Forrester family and causing mayhem. And mm -hmm. be done with this character already. I'm ready to kick dirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now what happens to Taylor and Ridge? Because I also got, like I say, I try to sift through what I see. One of the things that Ridge tells her, because I don't like the fact that they wrote that storyline where Sheila broke sobriety mm. belonging to Brooke. I mean, that's horrible. Yep. Um, now, what happened after that with her choosing to kiss Deacon? That's on Brooke. I'm Absolutely. sorry. You know, so, I mean, again, there's a, because somebody was like, oh, you're a Logan fan. You hate Steffi. I'm like, nope, there's accountability to go around, including Brooke. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I laugh at that because um, 
even even if you're like Team Logan or Team Forrester or Team Steffi, Team Hope, Team Brooke, Team Taylor, whatever, you love them all. You either love mm-hmm. to love them or you love to hate them, but you love them all. And yep. uh, and sometimes you love them, and sometimes the same ones you loved last week you're annoyed with, and you can't stand them this week. And, exactly. you know, I love Brooke. I love Taylor. I love Hope. I love Steffi. I love all these characters because I invite them in my home every day and they're a blast to watch. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Ridge and Taylor. And I, I don't know what's going to happen with Ridge and Brooke, but I'm going to tune in to find out. I'll yeah, tell, you tell me. About it. You know, um, Brooke Steele, because Ridge wanted, and, and Keisha and I talked about this before, right before you came on. The one thing we assumed is once it came out that uh, Sheila was behind the alcohol label mm-hmm. switch, Ridge was going to absolve Brooke completely. Yep. And sure enough, he tried to in today's episode. Mm-hmm. Everything and, I, and everything that happened after that is on you, meaning Sheila. Yeah, because he said, oh, yeah, then she broke up. Yeah, all this stuff happened because of you. And mm-hmm. I got to give it to the writers because a lot of times they don't have a comeback for some of the characters when they're being, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, yeah, I switched the, the label. But her kissing Deacon, that's all on her. And I, I, I couldn't do nothing with that. I just was like, well. Yeah, where's the lie? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, how many people go have a drink, maybe even get a tipsy and go around kissing people? I no, Mm-mm. no, there's something or some part of Brooke that was still emotionally tied to Deacon, and Ridge has to see that part. Yes, you get to blame Sheila for the whole breaking sobriety, but that yes. kissing part, there was. Definite chemistry there between Brooke and Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's like a spark between those two. And I think it's because they both don't come from much, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, they Mm -hmm. had to fight and scrap for everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the silver spoon hurts Ridge because Brooke and Deacon actually really do get one another. I still think it was disgusting that he cheated on Bridget with her mother, Brooke. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All of that. And they're, been a lot of times where I'm the one saying online, um, you know, whenever uh, the Logans are being holier than thou, you need to remind right. what she did. You need to remind Hope how she was bred because it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. And it, it was painful for more people than it was joyful for. And of course, you always love the baby and you never blame the baby. And at the same time, if you're being sanctimonious about things, you kind of need to be put in your place. That's right. that's from the petty side of Trish. <laughs> right. I heard that. Go ahead, petty Trish. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But um, yeah, I... <clears throat> He, he has to deal with that part. He just can't say, oh, this is all Sheila's fault. Yeah, Sheila right. did a big part of it, but the kissing, she didn't go in there and tell uh, Brooke to kiss that man. And that's, can you believe that was New Year's Eve? That's almost six months ago. Uh, I, this year. And we I, still haven't touched that well, story. You know, they didn't complete mm-hmm. that storyline. Uh-uh, they did not. They did not. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what about Brooke taking up for Deacon whenever he and Ridge were in that fight? There was no alcohol. Uh, yeah, she yeah. was sober. Yep, that's right. That's right. She was sober. So, I mean, listen, 
And then the fact that the man was able to go upstairs and sleep in Ridge's bed. We can't forget about that either. That's you know, sad. I mean, she could have easily... Uh, here's the thing. Ridge has been telling her for months, and Hope has been fighting with Ridge on this as well, about Deacon coming to the house. Walking in the door. Walking in the door. If you want to have a relationship with your daughter, have at it. But you know what? Go down to the cabin. Right. Or better yet, meet off-site. That's something. Respect mm -hmm. my husband. Respect my house. And because right. they didn't, and they was like, oh, he's not that bad. And he's Hope's father. And I don't mm -hmm. want to do, 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 do. Blah, blah. I get it. But there could have been arrangements made. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. You know, and again, like I said about what happened in the alley, there's always a pathway to an ending. Yep, there is. They they took that path with Ridge going back and forth over Deacon and, oh, it's not that bad and not taking him seriously. Here comes New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Even though you're drunk, um, yeah, you kiss him. You say, you, he go, he's sleeping in the bed with you. And then at the same time, when a, a fight break out, you stick up for him, not your husband. Exactly. That's on you. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, they were sitting so close and she got up and was flitting around that room. And mm -hmm. yeah, that was the champagne part. But when she sat back down mm -hmm. and they were two inches away from each other, yep. she could have backed away, but she chose to lean forward. Or send him home because he left and came back. Remember, mm -hmm. he left his phone. Yep. You know, so there's a lot of things that she could have done, just like there's a lot of things Steffi could have done. You know, these, yes. that's why, I, you know, when I was talking to people about this yesterday and part of this morning, it's like, listen, you got to see what where it started from and how it ends up. Everybody got a piece of accountability in this. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, and I mean, even Deacon has some accountability oh. because you know Ridge don't want you there and you keep coming. And you know what's funny about you saying Deacon has accountability? In this mm -hmm. moment, Deacon mm -hmm. may only be on one show, but Deacon has accountability on two right now. I know. I was wondering if they were going to tie that in to Diane. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, he does. Because he got an answer for the fact that he was able to help Diane escape. So exactly. I'm wondering if the writers are going to do bring him as a crossover or something. Well, I wouldn't mind that. I really like the actor, Sean Kane. I think he's a great actor. He's mm -hmm. definitely got a, a, a fantastic energy. And he's just really, he's fun to watch his character unfold. You know what? I honestly, if they had, if the writers had played this right and they wanted to keep Kimberlyn around, why not put him with Deacon? I mean, why not put Sheila and Deacon together and see what they could have done? You know, because he really was cool with her. What do you think? I don't know. You I don't know about that one. No, I don't know about that one. I mean, well, okay. first of all, you know how I feel. I'm ready for, to kick dirt. So <laughs> you're ready for her to go. Huh? I am. I may not be the best person to ask for that part. Okay. I got you. Hey, listen. I'm here for your opinion and your thoughts. So if you don't like it, cool. cool. But um, I don't know. I just, I guess because Sheila Carter has become a household name to be the villain yeah. on both soaps, there's nothing. Could you actually redeem her? If you put her in a redeeming character, she probably would be absolutely boring. 
she would be boring and they'd have to have given her a frontal lobotomy for that to have happened. So I don't, I mean, I, go ahead, I don't see anything redeemable. Like I really don't Now, What could be good is if she goes to prison mm -hmm. and then maybe, you know, in a couple years they're transferring her and she escapes and winds up, you know, doing something else down the line, you know, bring her in for a story here and there, kidnap Hayes, whatever, make Hayes safe again. Um, that kind of thing. I'm still hoping they bring Finn back. I may be silly and even, you know, thinking that he might show up again, but I mean, if they keep bringing people back from the dead, <laughs> I don't see why not. You're so funny. <laughs> While you're at it, you know, you brought Diane back, you brought mm -hmm. Adam back several mm -hmm. times. Now you, you know, you got Sheila back. Why not? Oh, you know? what if they brought Ryan back on YNR for Victoria? Remember Ryan? Yeah, I mean, how many? I mean, they won't, but you know. Yeah, I, at some point, it's nice to get new folks on there. Because if you're going to bring back somebody, you need to bring Ray back too. Uh, you know, honestly, Ray and Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, they yep. always kill the good guys. Yeah, and it was the villains, you know, it had, well, no, because they, the way they painted Ray was as a natural causes. So yeah, they, yeah, it was. At, at first it was Ashland's situation, but that's, no, they, they're really, like I said, they really want to detach and clean up that storyline and get it gone, so. Yeah. It is what it is. And we're still watching. <laughs> and we're still watching. You're absolutely correct. All right, so do we cover everything? Do you have anything else on bold? No, I think we hit everything. Yeah, we unpacked it all. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. And then they found out Thomas knew about it. So, right. We get to see that probably next week. Now, I did see a spoiler where Thomas had a conversation with his dad about him keeping that secret because some people in the groups actually think that Thomas is also responsible for what happened in that alley because he knew longer than anybody and didn't say anything. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I can see why people would say that too. They're still, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's all true. Yeah. Because if he had a blew that whole thing up with Sheila, they would, you know, of course, obviously, um, you know, uh, Finn would have found, you know, oh my God, mom, this is, you know, this is horrible. This is crazy. Yep. It would have just been out in the open, but because he kept that secret, she, and then that led Steffi to try to figure out what's going on. And then her behavior, it's just, again, a lot of accountability to go around. Domino effect. Domino effect. Absolutely. A path to an ending. Mm -hmm. All right. So it was a good one. Let's do our flip the script. And we're going to close this particular episode out. So uh, for those, again, what a flip the script segment is, is that if there's a particular storyline or a scene that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script. So what do you have for this week of May 9th through 13th for the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful? So on the Young and the Restless, I... I really wanted something to happen with regard to um, Ashland and mm -hmm. Billy because Billy was right. And mm -hmm. while all these people are running into him, they're running. I mean, 
was lackluster. I really want, I mean, Billy's doing this podcast, which to me, I'm over that. Um, <laughs> I, I want him to confront Ashland in such a way that Ashland's face cannot be saved to anyone in Genoa City. Okay, I, really, gotcha. I really want Billy to get his due comeuppance on being right about Ashland. Gotcha. It was just like this little thing in passing where you were right about Ashland. It's a big deal. He lost mm -hmm. everything. Yep. So that's what I would want, would have flipped on the whole Ashland confrontation type thing okay. that happened recently. Okay. On Bold and the Beautiful, whenever Sheila started gaslighting Steffi, mm -hmm. I would have loved nothing more than to see Taylor push Sheila and then Sheila continue to be combative and then Steffi push Sheila back and mm -hmm. have then Taylor push Sheila and then Ridge push Sheila where Sheila's kind of like a pinball between the three of them. And mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen that scene in somewhat of a kind of a psychotic break for Sheila where mm -hmm. he wound up, you know, the camera angles doing the shoot where it shows her, you know, getting pushed into to Ridge's face and then pushed into and all her face because her facial expressions are so good. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted a scene shot like that where they were physical because the anger is so visceral and the way that Finn died and the way Steffi was shot was so visceral that I think there needed to be some kind of physicality played out with mm -hmm. them getting to lay hands on her without actually hurting her, but causing her to have an absolute breakdown on the like in the middle of the floor at the cliff house. So if she's not going to go off the cliff, let her go out of her mind at the cliff house. Well, that's what I'm saying is something big supposed to happen with that next week. So maybe you might get your wish. I just might. What do you think? What's your, what, what's your flip the script? Okay. So for um, the young and the restless, and I didn't really address, I didn't address this, but they needed, we should have talked about that. Um, Sharon's mental state. Sharon is processing this whole thing mm. the way she feels best. And everybody keep wanting her to break apart. And people handle grief differently. Mm -hmm. And however she's handling it, whether she's internalizing and processing it, she's going to do it her way. So I was I was kind of hoping that they would just let and let live. Now you can be concerned and stand off and watch, but every five seconds they were like, "You want me to take this to the room? Go to sleep. Get a meal. Get a bite." And it's like, okay, I get it, and I get the empathy and the sympathy, and mm -hmm. it's admirable because she has a huge support system. But she's trying to process this in a way that she can mentally handle it. So I would have wanted that to be, but that's something that's not my flip. I forgot to, we forgot to touch on that earlier. Um, <laughs> what? You about to say something? I'm just laughing because I, there, there's so many things that happened this week. I can't believe we forgot to unpack that. Yes. I know. It was a and lot. It was a lot. I know. Uh, I mean, did you have a quick thought on that or no, not really. No, I agree. Okay. I agree because the, it's to me, 
she doesn't need a babysitter. She's a grown woman. She's had right. all of these classes and she's got her degree. Right. So let her exercise it in her way and get off her back. If she needs you, she'll let you know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, everybody, Nick was like, oh, I'm giving her the weird eye. I know poor Faith, you know, I she's a kid, so I got to give her. The yeah, that, that one we excuse. Yeah, but everybody else is like, she's going to crack into a thousand pieces. And she's like, guys, chill out. Let me do me. Let me process this. I'll, you know, if I need you, I'll let I'll let you know. Absolutely. Okay, so my flip for this week um, for the Young and the Restless would have been that whole thing with um, Victor and Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael needs to set boundaries with Victor because as much as he didn't get him killed, the things that he's asking him to do has nothing to do with his lawyer attorney background. I mean, and granted, he's choosing to say yes, but at some point it's like, dude, you are not 007 private eye. I mean, come on. Well, right? And you're not getting any younger. And you're not getting any younger. So listen, Victor, if you want me to check into some information online or you want me to call some people, I'm okay with that. But to actually get in the trenches and uh-uh. half near kill myself, I don't think I want to do that again. Somebody's car is honking. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Do you hear it? I do a little bit, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, good. They cut it off. All right. And then for bold, my whole thing, I'm not, because I've already said my piece with Sheila and the video from yesterday. But when it comes to Quinn and Eric, mm-hmm. they need to have a, a, a conversation because what he's doing is not fair, especially after what they came out of. And we kind of talked about that a little earlier. If you want to get your, you know, get your mojo going over here you need to have that open conversation and say hey look this is the situation blah 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 and i know that you and carter had something going maybe we can figure something out or maybe we need to break up so they need to have a conversation that's what i would hope for Mm -hmm. i agree that's it that is it so i enjoyed it it was a good one we had a lot to unpack in this episode i hope you guys enjoyed us as well today it was uh pretty interesting i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next week Me all right too. yeah 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 well, we gonna talk about it all right so until the next recap you guys have a great week and we will talk to you soon bye Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. 
if you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.